Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Can y'all believe we are already rounding out 2018? Isn't it crazy? Okay, so in the spirit of New Year's resolutions and just making all things new, I want to share with you something I'm now offering. Dating can be confusing and murky, and sometimes we need a reset button. So if you want some extra help or advice, whether you're in a relationship or just pursuing singleness right now, I am now offering one-on-one relationship coaching. We will together develop a plan of action for your dating life and find ways of opportunity that will leave you inspired in love and in wholeness with a brand new vision. So if you're interested, you can find out more at heartofdating.com forward slash coaching. Now for today's episode, I brought on my friends, Chris Wolf and Kristen Dalton Wolf. Our conversation revolved around the importance of pursuit and romance in relationship because y'all, these two things are important. So let me tell you who they are. You might actually remember Chris from earlier this year. He was on our Me Too and Masculinity episodes and he is amazing. He inspires other men to be their best selves. In the process, he has written some amazing books and he also runs an online ministry called Good Guy Swag. His lovely wife, Kristen Dalton Wolf, is a sparkly, joy filled, encouraging woman. She's a former Miss USA who helps women to step into the radiance of their true identity. She has used this passion to also launch SheIsMore.com, which is a faith filled blog. She is lastly an author of multiple books, including her amazing latest book, The Sparkle Effect, which I love. Together, they run men and women's ministries here around LA, and they also run retreats and conferences. Y'all, they are powerful and wise, so to have them on today was such a treat. As I mentioned before, Chris and Kristen believe in the importance of pursuit and romance and dating, as do I. So today we talk about why this is so important how we should do it, and in the process, what we should actually be looking for. So I hope you enjoy this energetic conversation with my lovely friends, Chris and Kristen. Chris and Kristen, hey guys, welcome to the Heart of Dating. So excited to have you. Yay! So fun. This is so fun. This is like our date night tonight <laughs> with you. We escaped and came to you. This is not a humble apartment. This is pretty. And there's like why ever it's clean. It's, it is. I like that. That's what matters. <laughs> you, you all are too much alike, by the way, you all love, love everything white and you love Disney. And and love, cleanliness love is next to sparkles godliness and, and magic. I and know, magical sparkles. stuff. I know, I love all the sparkles, Christians. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why we were meant to be soul sisters. Yay. So glad. <laughs> tell, tell everyone why you love sparkles so much. Oh, gosh. Uh, or maybe or we when, talk when, about have this you, lovely thing. When have, have you here. not liked sparkles? I, I should I should ask. Well, well, I mean, I see what you're, I see what's happening here. Yeah, you're like pitching yeah. it to me, so I'm going to take it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I wrote a book called The Sparkle Effect. <laughs> yes, you did. And the reason why is because I just noticed that in a lot of in women who tend to rise up in their like dreams mm. or their callings tend to have this one thing in common. And a lot of people call it the it factor, mm. but I don't like the it factor because it's too mysterious and vague and it just leaves girls to like turn it on and fake it till they make it. And I'm really tired of faking it and yeah. we don't have to fake it as God's daughters. It's just so ridiculous. True. So I decided to write a book to break it down and to define, I call it the sparkle effects because when I competed for Miss USA back in the Dizzy, <laughs> I was not a front runner. No one predicted me to win. So that's always fun. You know, when like, yeah, you're, you're like under oh, the radar. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like I'm on no one's I'm list. like excited about oh, it. Oh, because you're like, this is a challenge. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> like, like I'm going to do this. It's like exciting when you're not on people's radars because you're like, they don't know what's <gasps> coming. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so um, I I'm knew the fire. <laughs> I knew it was going to be an upset. <laughs> Yes. Um, and so, but that night that I, that I won this USA, the head judge came up to me after 
And she's like, hey, Kristen, I just want to tell you that after they announced the top 15, uh, all the judges leaned into me. And because they're all like celebrity judges, they are not like seasoned Mm -hmm. pageant judges. So they're like, "Uh, how do we know who to pick? All these girls are pretty. And she's like, oh, you're going to see it in a girl. It's the girl who sparkles. Mm -hmm. It's in her eyes and in her smile. Yeah. And then she said after the commercial break, they all leaned back in and they were like, oh, we see who you're talking about. We see the girl who sparkles. And she goes, Kristen, that girl was you. And I didn't really think much about it until, you know, I I mean, I moved out to Los Angeles after my years, Miss USA. I was like working in entertainment, going on auditions all the time with all the girls who were like beautiful. Look, we all look alike, you know, (laughs) same height, same same clothing size, blonde, you Mm -hmm. know, same like black dress. It's like, how do you stand out? You know? Um, And I was like, also judging and, and coaching girls. And I remember um, I was asked to do a TEDx talk. Um, I think like it was a fluke. I think they asked, they, they meant to ask my sister, but she didn't want to do it. So she's like, will you do it for me? And I was like, yeah, hello. And so Chris and I are sitting in the plane and I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Because it has to be a novel idea, you know, ideas <laughs> we're spreading. What do I have to say that's novel? <laughs> and Chris is like, well, what, what is that sparkle? You know, what did it take to stand out? What is that like mysterious quality? Like, let's break it down. And I was like, mm. oh my God, that's so true. And, um, uh, God had just like really transformed, transformed me. And yeah. I had like set me free since I was like a young girl. When I was 13 years old, I had this vision of myself, like, uh, where my eyes were sad. And I was like, kind of like dull mm. and I didn't know who I was. And then I was raised a Christian my whole life, but I didn't know my identity as God's daughter. I didn't know what really I had access to and what he said about me and the promises and the power and the purpose and all the good stuff. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, God like crowned me Mm. and, um, (laughs) and I, I mean, yeah, he transformed me from the inside out, set me free from things like insecurity, comparison, mm-hmm. you know, um, jealousy, mm-hmm. um, all the all the things, uh, depression, anxiety. And I was like, oh, I want every girl to have this, you know, yeah. and these are the things, this is what it takes to release that it factor or that to press out that sparkle. Yeah. So I decided to write a book called The Sparkle Effect. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Kate, Kristen has said to me before, she's like, Kate has the sparkle effect. <laughs> And oh, you guys, it's amazing. You Thank you. Before we even got started talking in general, Kristen said, you know, Kate, like, I just, did, were you ever Cinderella at Disney? <laughs> at Disneyland? I'm like, no, but I wish. Can I be still? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, guys. And as you were sharing Aww. that story, one of the celebrity judges was Perez Hilton. And didn't he come up to you afterwards and say that you reminded him of Cinderella? Yes. Well, there you go. Oh my gosh. There you go. Soul sisters. <laughs> yes, I love Cinderella it. Cinderella sisters. Okay, but something I love, even just kind of what you just said, Kristen, in that story, kind of transitioning into our topic for the day, is that you knew that maybe you were like maybe the underdog coming into this pageant, and you were like, they don't even know what's coming. I'm going to mm-hmm. turn it on, and they're going to see, and I'm going to show them that mm-hmm. this is something amazing, like who I am. Right. Um, and that kind of brings me to this topic of pursuit, because I kind of feel when we talk about this like pursuit in dating, which you guys have such a great story of that. And I love a little bit, and Chris has shared a little bit before of his pursuit for you. Um, but we kind of have to come to the table of like, okay, we're going to give it our all, like give it our all. Right. And I think that sometimes we don't. <laughs> and sometimes we kind of like, well, let me just see how it goes. And, um, I'm just going to take them up. You know, we don't really put in the effort. We don't give it our best foot forward. And I don't mean like, oh, show all your cards up front, like everything about you on the first date. But I just mean in the pursuit, I think we've lost some of that. So kind of want to talk and tap into that subject a little bit and kind of maybe hear just a little bit about y'all's story and how even pursuit happened in your life and your relationship now marriage. Yeah. Well, I think by the way, that pursuit can be wrapped up in a girl understanding her worth mm-hmm. and a guy recognizing that worth. Yes. Mm, that's I really, think that's yeah. what pursuit is all about. Mm, I love that. Um, and to your point about, uh, in, in dating and in the pursuit, mm-hmm. how it seems like there's this attitude of, oh, I'm just going to like see what happens and mm-hmm. kind of have like this fair weather attitude. I think part of it is because people have lost hope. Yeah. They're like, 
they kind of, it's like this form of self-protection, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't want to put too much into it because of, because the rejection will hurt too much. So I'm just going to kind of like have one foot in one foot out. Yeah. Um, and part Which is of, super common, especially in LA. Yeah. Well, um, we're afraid of vulnerability and you know? yes, we're supposed to protect our heart, but yeah, to that point, people don't really put both feet forward. They're like, I'll just... Also because they're, we are in a, like a culture right now of the paradox of choice. We have so yeah. many options, so many choices. Mm. And like we're, you know, I read in this book, actually sitting right there, the Divine Sex book by Jonathan Grant. It's such a good reference, but it talks about where our, we're so influenced by um, even advertising. We go to the mall mm-hmm. and you are advertised whatever it is. It's on sale and amazing and you have to have it. And then – that thing starts not becoming so exciting anymore and you're advertising something else. And that seems more new and exciting. Mm. And that can, that translates into what I call the consumeristic mentality. Not, yeah. I didn't coin that, but that's just that. But that is that what thought. dating somewhat has become. Now. It has become that way. So because of that, we're like, well, I'm not going to put all my feet in to trying to pursue this when I know that maybe as soon as I see something that's not quite right, I'm can jump to something else that's new and shiny and amazing and wonderful and will please me for another few months. And the cycle continues. Yeah. It's such an interesting balance. And I think the whole Mm -hmm. kind of like our belief as Christians and waiting for God's best can play into that like consumerism dating yeah. mentality of like, you're not his best next, you know, like <laughs> yeah, just because yeah. they like how right. just because they have a flaw <gasps> yeah, or because right. he forgot to call you at the hour he said he was going to call you or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it's important to, I mean, you, you've talked about this to focus on the character qualities yeah. and, um, but to also know that relationship is also a refining process, oh, yeah. you know, that yeah. it's actually what it's called. I mean, I feel like God created marriage to, well, he did create marriage to emulate our relationship, um, Christ's relationship with the church, like yeah. the body of yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is refining. Mm-hmm. It's totally refining. It's totally a sanctification process. I always tell people we're never going to be arrived. We're always going to be in process yeah. and constantly moving and growing. And you want to find someone who is just willing to constantly learn and grow alongside yeah. you and run with you. And you can't be refined and you can't grow if you're playing it safe. True. That's good. That's and true, so Chris, the yeah. the one foot in, one foot out, that's really about, that's like, that's a safety net. Yeah. And, and there's no growth in safety. Mm. Every growth that happens, whether it be mental growth, physical, I mean, physical growth, you know, I was just at the gym. Like you have to, you actually need resistance in your life in order to grow. Ooh, that's good. Okay. So I know that at the beginning of your pursuit, like Kristen, you turned Chris down a few times apparently. Mm -hmm. So I heard, how did this process work for you and what was maybe different in that process for you guys than was maybe in the past? (laughs) Well, so, okay. So I had just gone through probably the, the most, the hardest breakup of my life, Mm. of my adult life. And I made a resolve that I was never going to date a guy again until I knew he was my husband. Mm. Um, or I wasn't going to call him my boyfriend until I knew he was my husband. We weren't going to become Facebook, you know, status Mm -hmm. official, none of that (laughs) until we were engaged. Cause I wasn't going to try to be like breaking up with nobody again, publicly. No, No, thank you. It's tough. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, um, so this time around, I was just like super, uh, kind of like a hawk. When it Mm. came to dating, I was like, I was watching everything, Mm. you know, like I didn't want to, I I didn't want to be exclusive with anyone. I didn't want them to be my boyfriend until I was like, I need to see certain things. Um, and so I was just a little bit more guarded because I have this history of, I love falling in love. It's Mm. like super fun. (laughs) So, uh, I like, I'm like, I love you. Oh my gosh. Like, like a month in, you know, this is so fun. <laughs> All the feels. So, we're like, it's magical. Yeah. So I knew I needed to do it different this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of be a little bit more on guard. Yeah. So uh that doesn't that didn't mean I wasn't dating. Um, I I was like going on dates, you know. Because <laughs> I think it's but it's important to date from a place of abundance, not mm. from a place of desperation and love. Yes. Thank you know, you, like yeah. you don't want to does just... that mean, mean like dating from abundance, like dating a ton? Like... It can. It can. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it can mean that, and it can also mean. Wait, so I wasn't the only guy that you were dating? Is that <laughs> no? <laughs> but this is. Good. I kind of knew this a little bit. You need to you have. Oh, you need to have a I mean, selection. there was a line like at this Bible study, so you know. <laughs> I was waiting There's my turn. Line. Oh no. my gosh! It's like, and I and like now I'm gonna talk to. Kristen I just want to. I just want to see Kristen. who's gonna rise up out of the pack, you know. Mm. So, um, no. And but the- I'm just saying, it's okay. It's okay to to. I agree with you, know, you totally. To date. Um, well, uh, dating is active er, and not passive. Like we're not just sitting here waiting for a man to magically show up on our doorstep. That doesn't happen. We say that all the time. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait and he's just going to show up. I'm like, mm-hmm. it doesn't. You're not. It yeah. doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Um. So that's I'm, – I'm all about that. Yeah. And so, we did. We did, by the way, you know, in, in terms of just like sitting around and waiting. I mean at least, you know, like we met at a Bible study. So, you know, you were – you were actually going to that Bible study and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you were actually yeah. going out and I was going out. We just happened to meet. Mm-hmm. And I, I think part of one of the reasons wh- why she might have rejected some of my initial advances is because, you know, I met her that night and then I, I, I actually forgot to get her number. So I found her on Facebook. I don't even think Instagram existed at that point. It didn't. <laughs> And um, <laughs> no sliding into the DM. Or I wasn't really yeah. using it. Yeah. So, no, no, actually, it didn't because I actually started your Instagram, remember? Yeah, on our second date. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> it was just getting started around that point. So, anyway, I found her on Facebook. I friend requested her. And, um, and luckily, she did, I hadn't exceeded at that point her uh, Facebook limit friend request. And I sent her a message. And I just basically, I, I have all of them still. It's kind of fun to go back and look oh, at her initial so messages. And I just said, it was so great to meet you. And, you know, at the time I was just kind of actually getting started with the the men's group, the LA men's yeah. group that I've been doing for a while. And every Saturday we did beach volleyball. So I thought it would be a great idea and something that might not seem like as, you know, intimidating if I just invited her to come play beach volleyball with a bunch of us. Mm. But so th- that was the first thing I asked her to do. I said, hey, do you want to come we, play? We like literally talked for five to 10 minutes at Bible study one night. And then he <laughs> basically sends me a message the next day. Like, it was so nice to meet you. Do you want to come play beach volleyball this weekend with my friends? And I'm just like, no. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I mean, all, she thought like the only thing I wanted to do was see her in a swimsuit. But oh, my God. Well, that, I mean, that was part of it. But I also I mean, it's also my personality type. Maybe another girl would have been like, yeah, like totally down for that. If she's really open and outward and extroverted and like loves to meet new people in that kind of setting. But I'm yeah. not like that. I'm, yeah. I'm more like you are an introvert. I'm more introverted. Mm-hmm. And um, and I also didn't know why he was inviting me. I'm like, what's your intention? You know, but I, I kind of love this whole thing that happened because <laughs> when when I meet someone, because that happens to me and people will reach out and I'm like, okay, okay. you I met you for like two seconds and you reached out. Now I'm paying attention to you because who knows when you're going to yeah. see him again. I mean, maybe because of the Bible study. But if you were just dropping in or a friend had invited you, you may never see her again. Yeah. So, that's all right. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah, that's good. I just <laughs> – I'm someone – I'm like – I like – I like clarity. Yeah. So I wanted to know. I don't like, you know, you want to hang out? Totally you hear to you on that. Group yep. Function? You want to come be with my friends and watch mm-hmm. a movie, have a movie night? I'm like, mm, I don't know what that is. No. You were like, if you're really interested, you're going to ask me on a date. On a date. A pastor I read recently said in this book that he took the survey of girls at the, his church and they actually, the survey said that women actually hate when a guy is like, do you just want to hang out? Do you just yeah. want to hang out? Yeah, because what, is what does that? that mean? Am I it's so do, rude? <laughs> like <laughs> all these things go through your mind. Do you want to hang out as a friend? Do you want like want to hang out as more than a There's friend? There's no do you clarity, wanna, and it leaves. Is us there other people? Confused. Is there? <laughs> yeah. And then you end up kind of can end up staying in that confused state throughout an entire relationship. It's crazy mm-hmm. how that that happens. But you know, so when I invited Kristen um, to come play beach volleyball, I think I invited you on in what a Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you didn't get back to me until Monday. And then you wrote back and you said, I'm so sorry. I'm really bad about checking my Facebook messages. Mm-hmm. My mom was in town or something. And I said, I'm really bad about checking my Facebook messages too. What's your number? <laughs> like really smooth, which was also good. Perfect. Which is also, I'm such Even a- though I was checking my Facebook messages every like five seconds. Oh, that's so <laughs> Did she cute. respond? I was like, I will not send a message until she responds back. Oh I will not. I feel like I'm such a tricky, like I'm such a hard person to date. So like, praise the Lord for Chris. Um, but I also like on one hand where I like, where I like clarity, I also get 
I don't like when a guy is like too forward mm. um, or comes at me like too soon, you know, mm. um, or is like, do you know what I mean? Like right away they're like, let's go on a date. And I'm like, Ugh. like You're it's like, just I too much. I just met you two seconds ago. Yeah. Okay. And so it was good yeah. for Chris to kind of like play it cool and for me to kind of have my like space and for us to kind of do this little dance for a little bit so mm. we could warm into it. <laughs> but then I got her number and then I. It really wait. was only that one thing. That's amazing. So then you got her number from there. Yeah. And I, did I call, I think didn't, didn't I call you right, right away? Is like, you can use social media to connect with people. Yeah. For, sure. Beautiful thing. for sure. I'm totally into, it's fine to slide into the DMs or the yeah. Facebook Insta Messenger yeah. or whatever it's called. And that's fine. Yes. Why not? I have two best friends who met their husbands, one on Twitter and one on Facebook. So. There you go. Um, I've gone out with people who've asked me out on, okay, I don't know why I just said that on air because it's like, you know, you these messages now. But <laughs> you can DM, it's Kateness, K A I T N E S S. I love it. Oh Thank you very much, Chris. Um, it's like my dating business card. It's like right there. Anyway, um, but it's true because if someone pursues me in that way, I'm like, oh, okay, they, they're looking, they kind of can see what I'm like already by that in a way. So I, I don't mind it at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we so, did meet in, in person first before I, you know, friend requested her. So yeah, I don't know if that's true. good or bad, yeah. but, but, um, but yeah, did, wait, did I call you right away after? I don't know if it was gave... right away. I, it probably wasn't right away. Cause I also don't answer calls where I don't have the number saved. Mm. That's too scary. And she risky. definitely did not answer my first. You call. might get caught in a conversation you don't want to be in, you know? So I didn't but I like that. He actually called because that's another thing that, People only so text. True. And I do think that there's a power in the call. Mm-hmm. There is a power in the call and calling a girl regularly or vice versa. But in the beginning, I really liked the call. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciated that. And he left a voicemail, very enthusiastic. He, <laughs> he, uh, he, didn't, he didn't identify himself. So he, he must would. have thought he was the only guy in the picture. <laughs> but <laughs> I was just like, who did I get my number to? Um, <laughs> Wait, which one was it? This guy or that? Um, and then I was like, oh, my oh I think it's the guy on Facebook. And then I went and matched the numbers because he had also sent his. Um, and then I'm I'm such a I am so weird. Everyone's gonna be like, this girl is crazy. But I I um I don't really like talking on the phone. Yeah, right so away. I would, so I would yeah. I would just like text him back and be like, I'm so sorry, I'm really busy, but hey. So like we would text. Yeah, so I'm a little bit more old school. So I wasn't like a texter. I would typically call, she he would pick the up worst and then text. she would yeah. text. Chemistry ever. So I knew that there was like yeah, and I knew, yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. like I did not have a good texting game. So, so terrible. Okay. Other no, go you ahead. You could have Chris. broken up over that. <laughs> yeah. So I but I knew that there was like some hope because even though she wouldn't she would never pick up any of my calls, she would at least text me back. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I was my, giving you something to work yeah, with. There's, but then one night, probably like two weeks into the texting game, uh I had maybe like, you know, two glasses of wine. And I was chilling at home and it was like ten thirty. And then Chris called me and I was like, Oh, what the heck? Can I answer the phone? And <laughs> we had like a five hour phone and conversation. Jesus turned water into wine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and then we ended up talking oh until like what? Like five thirty in the morning yeah. or something like that. And then I had to get up super early. I had a conference call right at eight. And so I look <laughs> you like basically didn't sleep. <laughs> oh, I mean, I look like two planets emerging from my like eye sockets in the morning. And then I had to go to work and I was completely out of it. But I was on cloud nine the rest Yay. of the day. Okay, so I guess I kind of answered some of my questions. I was gonna say, Chris, like what moves okay so then you are like you're going on your first date what other moves or like things did you do to woo her or would you suggest for guys in general to do at the beginning of dating okay well i all right well first of all let's see <laughs> I, I think there are five times that i'd asked her out and she kept on just you know i don't know if she was busy or if i was being rejected or whatnot but finally i was know, actually I, busy yeah she was busy yeah. maybe going on other dates who knows <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yep but um <laughs> But but finally, I just said... got to get on the books early. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm sorry, but that's true. I'm like, if you're not going to make plans with me, I'm I'm available in two weeks. So don't that's... think I'm available last minute. You better check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> My time is valuable. Plan so, it out. Okay. Yeah. So I was finally intentional. I just said, look, I'm I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you out Monday or Wednesday. Which one works best for you? And then she wrote me back, and she's like, all right, fine. You can take me out on Monday night, but you have to have me home by 10 p.m. And, um, and so I actually, you know, and I don't know how, you know, I feel like just even though there were five years out, out of the dating scene, I feel like so much has changed then, but you know, I went and picked her up 
Mm-hmm. And and I actually listened to it because something that she had told me when we first started to, to um, just talk and hang out is I found out that she was vegetarian. So vegan. Or oh, vegan. you're you paying vegan attention in the little details. That, that's yeah. So key. paying attention awesome. to like, you know, all the different things. So I was like, OK, so she's vegan. And I was like, where are some places I can take her to? And there was this restaurant in L.A. It was called, you know, it still exists. It's called um, Cafe Gratitude. Oh, yeah. And I took her to Cafe Gratitude and it was perfect because you sit down and they give you like kind of like an icebreaker question already. <laughs> it's the perfect first date spot. Oh, if, if that's she's so vegan. cute. Yeah. Maybe if not. Or I don't not. Know. They just have great food and great mm-hmm. ambiance. Yeah. The icebreaker question. But I love that. Great. You were thoughtful. And then you had a already a question for you guys to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if somehow... You know, it, we kind of just ended up bonding even on that trip. So I picked her up, you know, I worked out beforehand and I remember I was like throwing all my gym stuff in the back really quick and there's still like a banana peel or something up front. But, um, but <laughs> we're heading to Cafe Gratitude and I don't even know how, but like, I, I mean, luckily we're both a little bit, you know, cheesy, dorky, like, and so she's like, somehow we end up talking about like music and she ends up like sharing this like point of grace song. And I was like, oh, I got I got a great Stephen Curtis Chapman. I got a great Stephen Curtis Chapman song, and it was called Cinderella. And she actually ended Cinderella. up Cinderella. Oh my! Oh God. yeah, Cinderella. There's a Cinderella theme going on here tonight. But um, anyway, <laughs> it's so so I play Cinderella, and that ends up being actually the song that she dances to with her dad at her wedding. Oh my god! And it was like really weird. Um, when he was playing the song, and the well, first of all, I was just like. He has Stephen Curtis Chapman on his playlist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't judge really me. telling. No, I love it. Very You're telling. Like, I was like, oh, he's like a real Christian, I you know? Yeah. Um, I'm like, I love that. And like if you hate secret. Celine Dion, you can't date me. That's just like, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Bye. But And then the, I love that guys can learn so much about you just by listening to your podcast. <laughs> Note to self. Just, like, they don't need to date you. Just listen to my podcast. So DM um, Kateness and your favorite Celine Dion song. Okay. Ooh, that's actually really good. That's good. Honestly, Chris. I'd be so impressed. I yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. I keep going. Uh, if you touch me like this. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Keeping this I love PG. That song. We're only allowed for the Christian side hugs. No oh, touching the one, at all. The song that you're always, I'm surprised you you <laughs> sang that song because usually you're singing this that the one that she sings at our place all the time. What like do I sing? it kind of drives me nuts a little bit, but I'm sorry, like I'm admitting this on air, but like you're like, and that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it is. She seriously, I swear, she sang it within the past few days. Easy. All right. No doubt. Oh, my God. I don't even know what I was saying anymore. I feel like I was on a roll, and then it got interrupted. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, we, we, we were talking about Stephen, Stephen Curtis Thank Chapman. Thank you. Okay, Stephen Chapman. 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 So I was like, that was impressive. And then the fact that I didn't even know about the Cinderella song, and Chris knew about it, I was like, this is, like, amazing. You oh, know? wow. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And he was like, I want to show you this song and he's like mm. da, 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 da. and so I was like oh my gosh it was literally like electricity in the car like I was sitting there like what's happening right now and I started getting emotional and then Chris was like were you tearing up too like we were both like I mean I was up. but I was like turning the other way because I was like something magical was happening there I was like oh my gosh I found my cheesy Christian match you know yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of true but uh but it was kind of like this magical prophetic moment of like this is your husband like this is the music that you're gonna play at your wedding you know and not to say it always has to you know to be that way because like i said i was i was rejected a few times before we went on that first date but that first date i remember i actually even texted one of my mentors and i was like this is gonna sound really weird but i think that i met my wife tonight Mm, wow well god unfolds our love story and writes it for our personality types too yeah, and like what's important to us and what's important Ooh, for our heart good. you know yeah. like you are a magical like you want to be romance yeah. like you're a girl you want to feel mm-hmm. feminine and and cared for and doted on and all of that fits and yeah. pursued yeah yeah I feel like other girls, maybe that's not their, right. their thing. Maybe and it's they true. want to feel like besties with their boyfriend. You yeah. Know? Um, they want just like a different dynamic. And so. any of the ultra romance is going to be too sappy for right. them. Meanwhile, I'm like, give me all the cheesy. I love cheese. Like, yeah. please, you know, exactly. and other women, not exactly the same. So I do agree with that. That's beautiful, actually. Friends, okay, exciting news. 
So through all of my podcast conversations, meeting with pastors, speakers, and authors, the reading of every relationship book under the sun, coupled with my own 15 years of dating experience, I have realized that I am bursting at the seams with knowledge and insight. So I took everything I learned throughout my 15 years of dating experience and I created something amazing and I'm excited to be introducing it to you today via the Date Great course. The Date Great course is a time for you to dive into transforming your dating life. I will equip you over a five-week time span with the knowledge, tools, and insight you need to love your dating life again and find a healthy, lasting Christian relationship. In module one, we're going to talk about how singleness is not a disease. We'll discuss how we can steward this time well to cultivate holy ambition and develop disciplines that will set us up for marriage. In module two, we'll talk about what is dating anyway, and we'll go over an awareness of your real intentions and ambitions in dating. I will also give you a framework for the various stages of dating, how to navigate each one, and how to initiate different kinds of conversations. In module three, we'll talk about dating essentials. We'll talk about how to know you're dateable, what qualities do you need to have, and then what kind of qualities do you really need to look for in someone else? What kind of a list should you have? Lastly, in module four, we're going to talk about how do you know that you know as we walk through the discernment process and truly determining if you want to spend your life with someone. We will also discuss breakups and how to handle them on either side. There will also be bonus content, including the ultimate dating essentials checklist, the top secrets to initiating, the love thyself guide, and the ultimate breakup Bible study and prayer guide. I am giving Heart of Dating listeners the chance to get on a special list to have first access to this course. You can visit heartofdating.com slash date great to reserve your spot today. I have so much hope and excitement for all of you. I really don't want you to have to go through all the pain, destruction, and frustration I went through. You are ready for freedom and breakthrough and an amazing relationship. So visit heartofdating.com slash date great. I think it's okay to just say out loud that it's okay for a woman to want a man to romance her or to want and enjoy romance, even Mm -hmm. if you're a man. And I think that we've kind of lost touch of some of that a little bit, the romance in dating. Um, And yeah, what do you guys think about that? Is that, what what are your thoughts on romance? I, I feel like women feel like they have to downplay that. Mm Mm-hmm. They have to downplay that desire because it comes off as too high maintenance Mm. or like crazy girl or not realistic or whatever it is. And so girls, I feel like all the time girls like, oh, like, like we can just like casually hang out, Mm. you know, like we can just be cash, cool (laughs) and blah. But, like, that's not their heart. Yeah. They're just trying to be, like, cool and trying to get the guy to think they're cool. But ultimately, they're let down. Yeah. And it's, like, they think Mm -hmm. that if the guy thinks they're cool, then maybe ultimately, eventually, he will romance them. But that just does not happen that way. Mm. It does happen sometimes, but probably more often than than not. I mean, once you kind of set a – I mean, the thing is – Set a precedent. Yeah. Once you set a precedent and you usually set that precedent in the dating phase, that's kind of what's going to be carried through. So, like, if you're cool with the relationship being cash while you're dating, it's probably going to be extremely cash when you're married. Mm. And, um, and, and I mean, and, and speaking of that too, like you, you said, is it okay? Of course it's okay for a girl to want to be pursued. And, um, like, I think I just kind of, I enjoy doing, you know, kind of like, you know, even yesterday our moms were in town and I'm like, we're going to the pumpkin patch. And, you know, I, I like enjoy like <laughs> creating experience. Yeah. Creating experiences. And so, yeah. you know, I, I like to woo and romance my wife because like, you know, I know that she loves, like, whereas I'm more kind of like a health food fanatic, she mm. likes, she like ambiance is very important to her. So she likes twinkling lights. So I like oh, to find yeah. places that have twinkling lights for her. And like that, that mean, I mean, if it literally, we could be eating hot dogs under twinkling lights and she'd be happy. Yeah. And something about that too, is that you're, um, something that brings her joy also brings you joy. For and sure. vice versa, I'm sure when you do things for Chris. And that's kind of like, I think the point of romance is that, The way I said it to someone recently is (laughs) it's – I think that just like sex is important in marriage, like it is an important aspect of marriage Um, and it's not the like vital – like it's not the 
end all the be foundation. all, right? But it is important in marriage. I think romance is also important in dating and in your relationship because there is that level of connection that you have through romance. And I think that that is an important part of relationship. And it's different for different people. Like mm-hmm. some people experience romance differently, mm-hmm. but I good. think it's important to have that. And I think you know that you're, there's maybe an issue when you're not when you don't desire to do things that bring the other person joy, you know, Mm. when you're not getting joy from even seeing them joyous, that's, Mm. you know, that's, I don't know. I think that's just a heart check for people. If that's happening, maybe it's not the right person. Maybe you have to go internally and figure out why, but I have experienced people who are like, well, romance is like, no, 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 no. And I'm not talking about infatuation because there is a difference of being like just overly infatuated with someone that you're blind to love and you you're don't see any. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think romance could be a beautiful part of that connection piece, which we lose connection in our relationships, even in dating. So easily sometimes if you're dating for three months, six months, whatever it is, you can be going through the motions and you lose the sense of feeling connected to the other person. Well, let me say the same like what like the same thing that happens in a dating relationship is what can happen in a married life too. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I'm not taking Kristen on dates, then then yeah, we we actually start to like you can feel the tension, the, the tension, and you can feel yeah. the connection kind of dissipating a little bit. And so that's always a good reminder. Like, no, I have to pursue my wife. It's a continual pursuit, and I it's important that I take her on on a date night. Yeah, and I feel like romance, like. Because when you say the word romance, I feel like what usually pops up in our minds is like rose petals and like, right. you know, candle lit dinners. Um, but romance is really just being thoughtful mm-hmm. and noticing what's important to someone's heart. Yes. And yeah. wanting to like to speak to that. It's like mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, Jesus romances us. Yeah. I mean, he know he knows how he created us. Like, I feel like. Even just how he will romance us with like the sunset or the beaming hues in the sky if he knows we love like sunsets yeah. or um, um, I don't know, just like little things like that. I feel like Jesus is like always pursuing our heart and that's really what romance is. It's like, do you care about the person's heart? Do you care about what's important to them? Or are you going to do something about it? Yeah. I love that. And it's that's why it's not it's specific to the person because some mm-hmm. people don't feel romance necessarily by roses. They're like, great. Feels Hallmark. It's a pretty flower. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't But they might be romanced by something else, you know? Right. Exactly. And, that's and so I think that's the key beautiful. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And figuring out what that is and wanting to know and paying attention, mm-hmm. being thoughtful. And I love what you said too, Chris, that romance and really pursuit doesn't stop in the beginning of dating. I think that's where it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And if it does. But I think that that is what happens. I see a lot of people, they're dating a few months and maybe it's set out strong, but after a few months, they're not even going on dates anymore. Um, yeah. And the other- Because they kind of settle into like a comfortable a rhythm. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, at that point, you know, if that's something that's okay with you, then fine, let that continue. But if it's, it's something that, um, really upsets you, then you can be like, okay, great. Well, I'm seeing a little bit of a a little bit more of who you are and this isn't really what I want for my life. Mm -hmm. And that's okay to walk away at that point. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a level of just communicating that too. If you really are noticing like, Hey, we haven't gone on a date in a while. Can we plan it like one date a week. Can we make a date night? It doesn't have to be like fancy. It could be like, we're making dinner at one of our apartments together and we're going to make one of our favorite meals. One Mm -hmm. of, and next week we'll make your favorite meal. But it's a dedicated time and to have intentional conversation and make it like we're across or sitting with each other and having this intentional time Mm -hmm. versus like, okay, cool. I'll see you at that group thing or I'll see you here and we'll kind of hang out here. There's something different about the date or the intentionality of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, group events. Once you're well into a dating relationship, are those don't qualify as dates There's, anymore? Yeah, At least account. not for for Kristen. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm not for Kristen. <laughs> I am yeah. so high maintenance. <laughs> but it is give and take. You know, I would I, I would say there's been some times, especially like there's been a lot of like craziness that's happened in our lives. You know, in this past season. And there's been some times that really Kristen has had to be like, okay, like I, I got the babysitter tonight so we can go on, on a date mm-hmm. and that's great. And, and, um, and that kind of can fill in some of the missing gaps. But once again, like Kristen feels most special when I'm the one who 
makes figures out, makes a plan yeah. to figure out, you know, and figures out where we're going. So Chris, also you wrote this book, 10 ways to win a girl's heart. And you kind of talk about, I feel like there's some guys who are just afraid to pursue women. And I'm not saying all guys. I just feel like sometimes that happens. So do you have advice for guys who might be like, Ooh, I don't know. Like what if she's going to turn me down? Or what if I'm at, she's out of my league or whatever that is like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, once again, this goes back to what we were just talking about. I think with the apps and, and there, you know, so much of us having online personas and, and you know, I know guys mm-hmm. who are really, really great at texting, but they're terrible in one-on-one conversations. <laughs> I've heard of that too. And so, so, you know, even though you have all of these apps and you can sit at home and do this, like, I think it's really important to like go out and, um, and introduce yourself to people. And, and if you're, you're not like the type of guy that feels comfortable, just start with little things like strike up a conversation with someone while you're waiting in line at Starbucks, you know, like learn how to communicate with people, not on a non-romantic basis and and learn how to make friends and and go outside of your comfort zone in little ways throughout the day. And I think that um, once you become more comfortable and you, you're able to take those little baby steps, then you're ready for bigger steps. And then, and, um, and yeah, I, I think a lot of guys get scared to, Sometimes that they're going to be rejected if they go out and um, and they go straight up to a girl and start talking to her. But um, but once again, I think we discussed in the beginning, there's there is there's no romance and safety. Mm-hmm. Well, um, remember, you've talked about this before when you the first night that you came up to me. Remember yeah. and how you were like, oh, yeah, well, I can talk about that. So I remember like the the first night that <clears throat> I saw Kristen um you know, and I, I would say in the past, if I was at kind of like a little Bible study or party, I would, you know, be like, okay, you know what? I'm, I, I can't go and talk to her right now. I'd go into the bathroom or something and psych myself up, like do pushups. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the blood flowing, but it was in that moment I was like, oh, I was actually like looking at her because I can, I can see it clear as day right now. I was looking at her to my left and I was looking to the restroom at the right. And I knew that I had a choice. I could either just go to the restroom because her and I had just briefly made eye contact. And I was like, I can either go up and 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 like burst through my fear and have a little bit more courage. Because by the way, like courage is um is acting from the heart even in the presence of fear. Or I can go and try once again to to go to the bathroom and try to like psych myself Put up, on you know, some kind of like persona, but that, but that had never worked in the past. So it was kind of like this epiphany at that moment. Like I can either do this or do that. And I was like, no, I have to go and talk to her at that moment and be real and be yeah, yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Even in your like quote cheesiness. Yeah. And even in doing that, no matter what she said, that's like a little victory. You're like, okay, I'm getting over this fear that I have. Yeah, even if challenging yourself to be like, I can do this. I can go out of my comfort zone and go up to someone. And like, it's for everyone listening, even if the girl or if it's a girl going up to a guy, whatever it is, even if they say no, it's still a little victory. You stepped out of your comfort zone and you should be patting yourself on the back for that. That's awesome. And And it it, it was like looking back, it was a huge victory. Even if nothing would have come out of that, that would have been a big personal step for me. Mm. Um, but the good thing is, is like, you know, I just went up and I was like, I'm just going to be casual and get to know her and, and like, try to like, not throw any vibes out that I'm super mm-hmm. interested in her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she had <laughs> she had no idea that I was interested in her apparently. <laughs> I love that though. I love it because I think rejection doesn't have to take us down. Like little rejections don't have to, or if even if you're going through the process and after a few dates, someone says, I only am interested in you and a friend. I think that that also limits people from wanting to pursue again. They're like, Oh my gosh, well I did it. I put all my effort forward mm. and it failed. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it again. They kind of get burnt out or tainted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think like, we need to get back up and do it again. Like it's okay. And if you're noticing though, that it, I would say if you are noticing that it's hitting yourself worth too much, you need to look into that because you know, where are you getting your sense of worth and value from? Mm-hmm. Um, because it isn't from a person saying yes or no to you. It's that shouldn't be what it's from. And I think when we're too hit by rejection, we're getting, we're looking for validation from the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of, if we can just like reframe our perspective mm-hmm. and remember, like, we're only looking for one person. Yeah. We're looking for our husband or our wife. So the more knows, the better. Mm. The more knows. True. I love that. Like, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Next. You know, like, why do we need to dwell on the no? It's like, thank you for saving me from what would it could have been 
something that was never going to end up yeah. in marriage, you know? I say it too. It's like rejection is really protection and redirection. Mm-hmm. Like as cheesy as that sounds with the rhyming, it's true. God is redirecting you. Yeah. So now every time a guy I date is like, you're amazing, but I just don't know. I don't know if this is right. I'm like, okay, that's totally fine. It's fine. His heart was not ignited towards me and I'm okay with that yeah. because that means that I didn't have to go through the grueling process of getting to know this person so in depth that then it hurts like heck when you have a heartbreak, you know, a deep heartbreak. So I'm like, that's fine. That's okay. And you can still look at that person and be like, that's fine. This could be an amazing person for someone else. Mm -hmm. So another thing that you guys did that I really love is that you both published these amazing lists. You have like the Mm -hmm. husband lists and the wife lists, right? And I love that because a lot of what I talk about is that we really need to know what we're looking for when we're going into the pursuit. Like you have to have a clear vision of what I ask people all the time, what are you, what are you looking for? And they're like, well, I don't know. I've never really thought about it, I guess, other than they love Jesus. Like, well, okay, that's, that's a good starting point, but what else is there? There's so much more to a person. (laughs) (laughs) And to not have such an endless list that, you know, it's so specific and narrow, but that we're really checking the quality of our qualifications and that we have really true solid character quality. So I don't know, I just would love for you guys to share maybe a little of the things that you guys have talked about that are important to look for in men and women in that process of pursuit. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, just also like talking on the importance of a list because I think, I mean, obviously we wrote these articles, so we had a lot of (laughs) people who loved them and we had a lot of people who were like, it's terrible. You know, you shouldn't (laughs) have a list. They're so mean and like. It's crazy what can cause controversy. Oh, gosh. But um, that's crazy though. Just just because they feel like it's like confining or putting people in a box, but that's not the purpose of a list. The purpose of creating a list is basically creating a filter for you and boundaries for yourself. Because Mm -hmm. honestly, like we can't necessarily always trust ourselves to not like fall victim and prey to our little feelings and hormones and all the situation and all the things that happen, which is true. Exactly. So it keeps, it keeps our eyes clear, even when our feelings are telling us something different. And it's like, Hey, let's get back to when you were in a sober and clear mind And you were like, this is what God wants for me. And this Mm -hmm. is what I want for me. Is this person does, you know, is this person showing me these things? Right. Um, So you can save yourself. Like we're talking about the unnecessary wasted time and unnecessary wasted heart space. So that is the purpose of a list. And Kristen, by the way, her list was like a few pages long. So, you know, I ended up kind of hearing about this list. And finally I was like, okay, you know what? I just need to hear this (laughs) list because... I was in the back of my mind, I was fearful that all of a sudden she was going to be like, okay, like I need him to make like 500,000 a year. He needs to live in like a big mansion. Like I thought these were the things that were going to be exposed on this list. But, um, but I think when she shared her list with me, it gave me a big peek into her heart. Mm -hmm. And I saw all of these qualities that she was Mm -hmm. looking for. And rather than being intimidated by him, I was like, wow, this is, this is actually me. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that was when after you finished that list. I mean, I think the only external quality that you had on there is you just said, I would like to have someone who wants to be more physically fit because I enjoy going on hikes and I would love for him to go on a hike with me. Be active with me. Yeah, be yeah. active with yeah. me. Um, but three, do you just want me to share like some of the things yeah, that I Yeah, share important? a few of them. And Chris, I'd love to share some of yours too, like just on both sides. Yeah. Um. Okay. So three, I think, so t- my top three yeah. are A, that he holds himself accountable to God's standards mm-hmm. and not his own. Mm. That's it's good. so important, like through life, who is he holding himself accountable to? Because I feel like a lot of times you can be like, oh, he's a really good, but he's a good person though. Mm. He does. He's not necessarily a believer. He doesn't necessarily have like a active relationship with God, but he is a good person person. Mm-hmm. And I said that I was in a relationship where that, oh, yeah. that was my justification. Um, I mean, he was honestly a better person than most of Christian guys I had met. So I was just, <laughs> I actually got confused about the whole Christian thing, honestly. Yeah. Ooh, um, girl, that I hear a lot of that from people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of questions, but, um, but I think through the relationship, it did play out where, um, in certain, uh, in certain situations where the pressure was on, mm. he made decisions out of emotion mm-hmm. and not out of integrity. Yeah. 
And I was like, "Mm -mm." you know, Um, I want to be married to someone who is going to hold himself accountable to God's standards and not him, him being a good person Yeah. or like what he feels. Oh, that's what I felt in the moment. So, Mm. you know, Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing um, is that was really important to me is that he showed me that he had consistent character across time and situations Mm. and groups of people. Mm. Because when you're deciding on who you're going to marry, like you don't know what your future is going to look like. You don't know what obstacles are going to come your way. You don't like, I mean, one of the things I was scared of is like, is he going to change? You know, is he going to stop pursuing me? Is he going to stop romancing? Is he going to like become an alcoholic? Is he going to, you know, thinking that maybe I might treat you different around my friends and not, not just you, but yeah, like just in general, I think those are like fears I had about getting married because you don't know how they're going to, you have no idea. And so for me, one of the best gauges is to look at past, Mm -hmm. look at his past and look at how he treats all kinds of people, whether you're in a restaurant, how is he treating the server? Yeah. Um, how does he treat the cashier at the grocery store? How does he treat the children? How does he treat the person who's driving in front of him? Oh, um, might not be. I can't do one on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and and all across situations, because I had dated guys in the past where like they were so ma- – they like – they were like – loved me you know they were like all about me and then they would invite me to meet their family and then they would leave me hanging like I had to like they wanted to like almost like see how I would act by myself and mm. they weren't like next to me you know like a part of the conversation mm-hmm. I was like handling oh I definitely own. have like, what is that yeah, yeah and I was just like no I don't want that I'm like I'm so. not here in the pond of piranhas like please help me exactly out. Yeah. exactly so I wanted someone who was going to be lo- like covering over me at all times across mm-hmm. situation, he would never throw me to the wolves, you know. Um, and so, anyways, to you so got character. thrown to this wolf though. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so character, character across time situations, and then the third thing that was important to me, which I kind of already touched on, is that he doesn't sin in his anger. Mm. Um, what do you mean by that? Just because, I mean, it's one thing to get, like I kind of said this already, it's one thing to get angry and to have feelings and to be hurt. And it's another thing to act like stupid out of it. Um, just and like maybe a, a bit too aggressive or. Yeah, a bit too aggressive to yeah. grab me, to get physical, to, to, um, cause I mean, we're going to say things that we don't mean and we can say sorry for that and take some things back. Um, but there are some things that you can't take back. You know, like, for instance, there's this one situation with a guy who, um, like we were breaking up and we, we agreed with each other because we both had like public personalities that we were not going to, um, break up on Facebook in the middle of the day. It was going to be like late at night when no one was on. So it wasn't (laughs) like a thing, you know, that was really important to me. And, um, I don't know what, what happened. I can't remember what happened, but he got, he got mad. And so because he got mad, he ended our relationship status, um, at noon in the middle of the day. So I started getting all these text messages from people. Everyone found out. And I was just like, you just sealed the deal. Like if you ever wanted to get back with me, like, no, Um, you know? And he was like, well, I was just, that's how I felt. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, absolutely not. But it's a little vindictive and reactionary. Mm-hmm. And that, exactly. that's like when that's you're not slow reveal. to anger, you know, and totally. And and if someone has anger issues, I mean, a lot of that can be worked out through, I think a lot of anger has to do with fear and brokenness and you can go to therapy and a lot of that can be worked mm-hmm. out. But if it's a sign that that still needs to be worked on when you're trying to pick at someone like that vindictiveness, right. it's like, oh my gosh, that's, it's never going to get better. It, I mean- it's going to only get worse when you're in close quarters with someone in the middle of a marriage when you're like next to them and sharing a bathroom and all of that. You know, yeah. those things will just get that much worse. Mm-hmm. And I love too that you said the character over time because I do think that um, like in some ways, like in different situations, we have to see because a lot of people can put on a pretty good image for a certain Charm is time. deceptive. Yeah. And I know that because I'm not, I can be that way or I've been that way in the past. I've had to learn to to just own who I am, but I used to like be able to just kind of wear a mask of like, oh no, I'm great at all times, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and a lot of people do that. So you have to walk, watch for that. So it's really good. 
Yeah. And that's what's beautiful about dating is it kind of gives you some time for someone to actually reveal who they actually are. Mm-hmm. It is. It's an evaluation process. I'm like, you're not like going to the doctor, like, but, but you're kind of like, you're evaluating things. And the other person's evaluating you. You got to know, like, whatever standard you're holding them to, it's also very good to know you have to hold yourself to that same 100%. standard. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and a lot exactly of times right. you don't. So if you're, so good. you expect you are going to go fly off the handle and be angry, and you expect the other person to always be patient, like, uh-huh. okay, it's right. a double standard. Yeah. I see that happening. You want a, a 10? Yeah. You got to be a 10. <laughs> <laughs> so true if you want a gentleman you have to act like a lady yeah chris what about you what are some qualities that yeah well you know like some of the it's funny because Kristen had this like three-page list and she's like what's your list and i didn't really have one prepared but but the more we end up start talking about it, i was like you know there are some really important things and um and i think like a lot of guys we can focus a little bit more on the external qualities and characteristics but i you know one of the ones i wrote down is like she shares your beliefs so you know even beyond spiritual beliefs i think it's important to just um just even share common goals it doesn't necessarily it, like when i'm talking beliefs to keep in mind we're in a very volatile political environment now something that i was able to see growing up from my parents is you know my dad was grew up very conservative. My mom grew up in a more of a liberal family. So it's not like they were ever on the same page politically, but they shared these common visions and goals that they both wanted to do community values. service. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had very similar family values and, and, and things like that. So, um, you know, and they keep in mind, like they, they weren't even like, um, like my dad didn't even go to church when they met and, you know, my mom was going to church. So it's, it's kind of, more or less when you can find these like similar things. Yeah. I think with Kristen and I, it was something that we, probably even maybe even discovered while we were dating is we just saw a little bit more of our calling that yes, we wanted to be speaking mm, into the next good. generation yeah. and we wanted to talk about dating because it's, it's a very found foundational, important characteristic of all relationships family. and family. And, mm-hmm. and so we, you know, made this decision even while we were dating early on. Um, I just said, Kristen was already kind of doing the blogging thing. And when I started good guy swag, um, the first article that really came out was, you know, 10 ways to win a girl's heart, which is yep. what became the book. And I wanted to find out from her, what were the things that I did to win her over? Because I wanted to share this, these findings with all the other guys out there. Mm. And, and that's kind of continued, um, as we've been married too, is that she, you know, now she has a book out and she has a women's group. You know, I have a book for men and I have a men's group and we just kind of feel like this is where God has us for now. It's cool when when your missions and visions kind of align. And it doesn't yeah. mean it has to be exactly the same, right. but like complementary in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. Like if you are really called to go overseas and live in Africa and serve in that way, but the other person just really doesn't see their life ever going there, right. that is something you have to really yeah. pay attention totally. to. Not to say like end all be all deal breaker, but just that's potentially different missions in your life. Yeah. Right? yeah. You, it, it makes you be aware of your core values and mm-hmm. what's, what are your non-negotiables in your relationship? Um, and I think another thing that was, that I ended up writing down, and I think that this ended up being a very personal story for me is I just said, she loves you in, unconditionally. And that doesn't mean that you just get like a free pass for whatever. But I remember there was one at one point in our relationship that I, you know, I felt like I was giving this like kind of perfect persona of who I was. And so Kristen and I went out to dinner one night and I just had a dream. Yeah. Oh yeah. It it was, she had a dream too. And so I felt like this is like God's cue to tell me like, you know what, you need to share fully your whole entire story, um, all the ugliness and, and the beauty and all. And so we sat down to dinner one night and we went to a really nice restaurant in Redondo beach And I remember I just started like pouring out. I just literally just started pouring out everything, like really just like the Mm. sheer ugliness of of the things that had been in my life. And she, I remember she just, she started bawling, crying. And I think it was, it was really difficult because she saw me as one thing and here I am showing her fully all of me. And I remember we even went out to the, 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 uh, the pier And I tried to put my arm around her and she kind of shoved my arm away and we went back and, um, I let her sleep in my room and I, and, and, you know, she was just like, I just need some space. And I, I went into the other room and I thought, you know, this is, it's over. And I said, but you know, at, at, I had like a peace within me. I was actually praying. I ended up writing a song and I had this peace within me that God was just, you know, just saying like, at least, you know. She got a full picture of who I was. And I remember that next morning, um, she just ended up like 
crying out for me, calling my name. And I remember that I just went in and embraced her and I was crying because I'd never had really experienced unconditional love like that. Like for me, the way that, that Kristen loves me and the way that my wife loves me now is, is in many respects mirroring how Jesus loves me. Mm. So that was a really beautiful lesson for me to learn. That even she learned of your past and even though jarring at first, like something in you was like, no, but I see the man he is Mm -hmm. today and I'm still going to love him and choose him no matter what his, the blemishes of the past were. And I should expound a little bit on it because, you know, Kristen, um, one of the things I asked her on her first date is um, I said, do you think more people would wait if, um, and wait for physical intimacy and sex if they knew God had his very best plan for them. And she goes, as a matter of fact, I do believe in this because that's exactly the pledge that I made when I was in junior high and I intend on mm-hmm. saving myself for my husband. And so I I really just thought that I, I, I had to just sit down with her and just share with her all the ways that I fell short in that arena. And, um, and so, you know, I, I got to, she just got to see that I wasn't Prince Charming in that moment. And yet she still chose to love it. Right. And there's such a beautiful picture in that. That's what I love about the unconditional love. Cause we're not looking with someone with a perfect, like, uh, pass, like resume of report card pass. Right. Cause it's where they're at today too. Mm-hmm. And where they're constantly striving is a Holy spirit in their life changing yeah. them. Are they constantly attuned? Yep. Are they working and striving? Have they gotten therapy? Have they have they sought healing? healing. Um, Do they because, have accountability in their exactly. life? What are they doing to maintain the healing? Right. Because it is. It's a maintaining process. That's more important than like what you're – because I relate to you, Chris, in those ways too where – and I've been in relationships where that's come up and it's been really tough to be like, okay, your past is not this and mine is. And so what are you going to think of that? Um, and for us to just really be able to say, okay, this is – you know, for, to have someone look at us and be like, that's – I, I'm going to love you through that. You know, I see you for the person you are mm-hmm. today in this moment yeah. and who God has created you mm-hmm. to be. And you it know? was, I, I know I completely understood the war that was within her because it was difficult right. and it probably wasn't what she had imagined, but she, she chose me over her imagination and ideals. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of it was that like, I was just now finding out. And even though it was probably early for you, I was just like, why are you just now telling me, you know, cause I was kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop, like, mm-hmm. so to speak, cause Chris was so awesome. And I kept being like, okay, what's, what's like, what's the problem here? You know, mm, yeah. um, and there's always a problem. Everyone just, let's just, <laughs> let's just be honest about that. None of us are perfect. I so was there, just like, whoa, there will always be a shoe is- that will drop. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was so crazy. I mean, it's definitely a, I think a Holy spirit thing for sure. Like, cause the next morning I just woke up and I was, I like, didn't, I just didn't care mm, about so what he, beautiful. what he has shared with me. I mean, I cared of what he had been through. Um, but I was more compelled to like, I don't know, to like cover it and be mm. nurturing than I wasn't turned off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's beautiful. You guys, this conversation, I'm loving you guys. You're so fun. So, Okay. I ask everyone the same final question every single time. And it's always, if you could give one final nugget of dating advice, what would it be? Just like something small. I feel like my answer is going to be different than it's ever been. But tonight I just feel like what I just feel like it's to just enjoy it, to have Mm -hmm. fun, enjoy the process, enjoy dating, allow yourself to feel pretty allow yourself to wear a flowy dress Mm -hmm. and actually like tap into your heart, your little girl heart and like your real desires Mm -hmm. and, and honor that and own it on every date, you know? And if you're on a date and you feel less than just leave. Yeah. If there's like any part of you that's like icky or gross or uncomfortable, no, you don't Mm. need to stay. Mm. That's mine. And I would say, I would say just, you know, em- embrace your story, um, embrace what God has done through your story, um, embrace, you know, what, what, you know, embrace the thing that you, you're most afraid to, to show. And, you know, like, like I said, like embrace your inner cheesiness if, uh, if that's who you are. Um, just but, but I would it. say, yeah, yeah, just, just own it. Um, 
Because I would say, yeah. and I think it maybe I might have even shared this on a, on a previous episode, <laughs> Kate. But, you know, I think with Krista and I, the places that we really came together and where we really found the most intimacy were not in the perfect places, but in the places where, you know, we'd been hurt the most. You guys are amazing. Thank you for being such a stellar couple. Thank you for <laughs> sharing your hearts, your story, this journey of pursuit. I hope everyone is feeling super encouraged to just... Go out there and try it, y'all. Let's just do it. Sorry if I seem really intense. I bet everyone's like, this girl is crazy. She's so intense. Like, okay, well, I, kind I of don't am. know. <laughs> it's true. And so am I. And that's why we're a perfect couple. All right. <laughs> but seriously, you guys, go out there and pursue. This is, it can be a lot of fun. I love what you said. Like, enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Own your story. The scars of your past can be badges of victory for the future. And I think that we can just enjoy this process and go into it with a little more perseverance too. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. we got to persevere a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't get to date forever once mm-hmm. you're married. Well, I guess never mind. I should no, take that back. No, we do get to date. I'm until taking it back. You don't. <laughs> you do get to date forever. Yay! Yeah. You marry a guy who pursues you. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, we're gonna go on dates in the nursing home one day, baby. <laughs> well, they're on the, the date tonight. You know, just at my house. Let's so go I play bingo. <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay, we'll let you guys go to your bingo. All right. Love y'all so much. Love you. Love you too, Kate. Bye. Oh, man. What a fun time spent with Chris and Kristen today. It was such a treat to have them on. So here's the deal. As they said, God unfolds our love story and writes it for our personality types. He knows what's important to us and for our hearts, which is why, friends, pursuit is important and why romance is also so important. Also, while we put this big expectation on what romance looks like sometimes, I just want to remind you what it truly is at the end of the day is just being thoughtful, knowing what is important to someone else's heart and wanting to speak to that area of their heart. I hope you all feel more encouraged to pursue and seek romance in and through your dating relationships. Go ahead and connect with Chris online at at goodguyswag on Instagram. And you can also connect with Kristen at at Kristen J. Dalton on Instagram. Also, I want to encourage you to definitely pick up a copy of Kristen's new book, The Sparkle Effect. And if you're a dude, go check out Chris's amazing books as well. They are so incredible. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heart of dating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends.